and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Someone has said that we are either in a time of trouble, coming out of a time of trouble, or soon to face a time of trouble. Wow. Whoever said that has been living for a while and knows the reality of life. We live in a broken world where pain and loss and struggle happen. They exist and they affect all of us at some point in our lives at some level. Some have deeper loss and deeper pain than than others. I think of Johnny Erickson Tata, who lived in the uh, in Maryland, and as a 17 year old, jumped out of a boat into the water and broke her neck, and uh, has been paralyzed basically uh, from the neck down uh, for all of her life, and and that is uh, is a tough place to be, and and I think about how God has used that dear woman. Uh, in so many lives, including my own. Uh, but but I haven't experienced that level of brokenness, and most of us haven't. And then there are others that have suffered great, great loss. I, I think of a man and, and woman who attended the first church that I ever attended as a four-year-old. That man and woman lost two of their sons. Uh, one son was eight years old. He was my good friend. We were the same age who drowned in a pond uh, between the morning and evening service on a Sunday. And then later on, they had another son who was an adult die. Uh, I, I can't imagine uh, the grief that it brings. So the, people do suffer at a deep level. Others, you know, suffer maybe not at that level, but we are all affected. And the question is this. When that trouble comes, when that loss comes, how do we handle the grief that it brings? People um, react differently in, in different circumstances. And then, not only how we handle it, but the people around us, how they, how they treat us, how they react to us. And what I found is many times there are well-meaning uh, friends and people in our lives that say things to us uh, in their own way, I guess, thinking that they're going to comfort us or comfort us or encourage us that only drives that pain deeper and, and they don't realize that they're, that they're hurting us in trying to offer help. Um, I think of the biblical story of Job who lost basically everything and his friends came and they had all of this good advice, but uh, ultimately God was doing something in Job's life. So again, the question is, how do we handle the grief that it brings? Recently, I have read a wonderful book, uh, a book written by my pastor, Pastor Mark Vogrup of the College Park Church. Pastor Mark wrote this book, released it. It's entitled Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. And uh, when, as I read that book, it was, it was uh, a food for my soul. I, I just loved every word of it. And one of the main reasons that I loved it is it's first and foremost biblical. He went back to the scriptures and dug in to, to uh, see how we should respond biblically 
uh, in a God-honoring way to grief. And, and, and uh, a second reason I love the book is he talked from a practical standpoint uh, as he shared his own journey. And uh, I'm not going to go into that, but I want to encourage you to grab the book and, and read it, uh, particularly if you're in a time of trouble now. But, but even though you may not be, you can, you can help someone else. You could uh, encourage someone else in the way that, that would be good for them. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm taking a look at the subjects of the book, Biblical Lament, and um, I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, see what God's Word has to say, and particularly through the eyes of, of, Pastor, of Pastor Mark. Now, on the last podcast, Podcast 236, the first one in this little two-part series, um, I, I took a look at uh, what lament is uh, and, and uh, some other things. I encourage you to go back and do that. And in this one, I'm taking a look at um, the pattern of lament. But first, let's just let's go back and define lament. Mark defines it as a prayer in pain that leads to trust. I like that. Biblical lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. It does not in any way overlook uh, the pain that we're in. Uh, it doesn't gloss it over, but at the same time, it gives us a path, uh, a path. And, and uh, Mark has said that it is a, a path to hope. And so that is what biblical lament is. And, and Mark says that biblical laments follow a pattern as God takes grieving people on a journey. Biblical laments follow a pattern as God takes grieving people on a journey. And what, what Mark means there is as he looks through the scriptures and he sees uh, uh, biblical laments in, in, in action. For example, in the Psalms, um, as we said yesterday on the podcast, uh, the Psalms, 150 of them, songs, uh, the, the largest category of, of songs there are uh, laments, songs of lament, and uh, fully a third of them. So you think about it, at least 50 of those Psalms are biblical laments. And then uh, another very, very obvious one is the book of Lamentations. There, uh, the prophet Jeremiah who had prophesied to a uh, backsliding nation uh, he, and, and seen no repentance, and he knew that God's judgment was coming. And so he lamented before God in the book of Lamentations. And I dealt with chapter 3, uh, several verses in that on the last podcast. You want to hear that because, oh, what a powerful, powerful example of a biblical man is there. And so, and so Mark uh, is, is going back to the Word of God and he sees in each of those laments basically a pattern developing. And, and in that pattern, he says there are four key elements in the biblical lament. And I want you to hear this because this can be extremely helpful to you as you go through uh, the grief uh, that, that this pain, that this loss in your life has brought. Um, four key elements found in biblical lament. Here they are. Number one, it is an address to God, an address to God. Secondly, a complaint, a complaint to God. Thirdly, a request to God. And fourthly, an expression of trust and or praise 
to Almighty God. So uh, I, let me go back through those and just talk about them a little bit and share some things that Mark has here in, in the book. First of all, uh, the first element is an address to God, or basically uh, what he says, the word turn. It's, it's crying out to God. It's prayer. It's not going silent. It's not running from God. And I want to tell you, um, honestly, in the flesh, the, when things happen, when bad things happen, it seems like the default position, the fleshly position, is to is to run, is to isolate, is is to turn away from God, and that's the that's the last thing that we we need to do. Uh, there is a loving God, and as you uh, go through uh, the stories that are behind these laments, you'll see that there is a loving God who is concerned and who feels for us. And, and cares about us and has our best interest in heart. And so when this pain happens, when, these, when this loss happens, uh, God wants us to turn to Him in prayer and, and uh, cry out to Him. You know, you can't bother God. Uh, you, you can't uh, get on God's nerves by coming to Him and turning to Him and, and, and addressing Him. And so... Uh, so the first thing is is an address to God. It's just calling out to God. And then the second thing is to make a complaint to God. Now, uh, you know, uh, we think about complaining as, as something that is negative. And it is in, in many cases, if not most cases. <laughs> uh, complainers. Who wants to be around a complainer, right? But in this case, this is a legitimate concern being addressed to God. And I like a quote that Mark included in his book, and I think it kind of summarizes this very well. It's a quote by uh, someone named Stacy Gleddy-Smith, and here is what that person said. It says, a lament, and, and he's talking about complaining, honestly and specifically names a situation or circumstance that is painful, wrong, or unjust. In other words, a circumstance that does not align with God's character and therefore does not make sense within God's kingdom. So basically, when we complain, we're not just whining, but we're saying, Oh God, this situation is painful. It's wrong. It's unjust. And this this loss does not seem to align with your character. It doesn't make sense inside of your kingdom. And, and so we're honestly specifically complaining to God. We're bringing our, our questions to Almighty God. Listen to some of these uh, questions in, in uh, some of these psalms where there are psalms of lament. In Psalm 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? Does that sound familiar? Let me tell you, that is, uh, that was, uh, Psalm was quoted uh, directly from the lips of our Savior as He hung on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Think about that. Psalm 44, verses 23 and 24. Awake, quiet, awake, wake up. Why are you sleeping, O Lord? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? Think about that. Somebody's asking God, why? Psalm 88, verse 14. Oh, Lord, why do you cast my soul away? Here's some others. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? 
How long, O Lord, will you look on? How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? And so on and so forth. You get the general idea here. These are questions that are asked, and they're asked respectfully, obviously, and, and, and frustrations that are, being, uh, that are being verbalized to God. And then the third one is a request to ask, to ask God for something. And God wants us to ask and to ask boldly that's that's exactly what what he's 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 uh, t- wanting us to do here listen to um, uh, what the uh, word of God says in Psalm 22 verses 11 and 19 to 20, 21. Psalm 22 verses 11 and 19 to 21. It says, Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Verses 19 to 21 say, But you, O Lord, be not far off. Oh, you, my help, hasten to my assistance. Deliver my soul from the sword, my only life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. And so you see, he's boldly asking God's help. And then the fourth thing is to trust. You know, we've turned to God, we've cried out, we've complained, we've asked for his help, and now we speak our trust. And trust is, as Mark said, it is active patience. You know, trust doesn't mean one and done, but it is way waiting, it is waiting, it is waiting, and it is trusting and waiting and trusting and waiting. Well, I'm running out of time here, but I want you to to look up Psalm 13 and read through it. Psalm 13 and Psalm 77. These are a couple of Psalms quickly that you can turn to. Just read and see some active uh, laments. And then Psalm 22, from which I've quoted today. And I want to encourage you to get this book written by Pastor Mark Vogrup, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. It's a paperback book. It's a quick read, and, and it is powerful, and it will encourage your heart. And, uh, and, and just let God help you as you go through a journey of grieving whatever the trouble is that is in your life. I hope this has been helpful. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.